thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks another episode of Platform Skate Podcast. We got Brad and Johnny. Johnny's here for our guest co-host position today. Thank you very much, Johnny. Stoked. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. Stoked yeah, yeah. So let's start by going all the way back to where, uh, how you got interested in skateboarding or how that all started. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, so back to the beginning, it all started when I was born. Um, no, I didn't start <laughs> skating until I was like 12. Um, <laughs> but yeah, grew up in like Winkler, well, just outside Winkler, Johnsonfeld. And so, uh, yeah, picked up like a Canadian tire skateboard. I think it was like a Dukes skateboard. I don't know if you guys mm. ever heard of Dukes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, the, the classic. So uh, that was my like first board. Skated for a bit. Um, but the park that we had at the time was an indoor run by uh, Eric Duick. A lot of guys know right. Eric Duick. Yeah, he's started yeah. Christmas Park, and he like, yep. is the reason Winkler has a great uh, outdoor park. Just for uh, interest sake, uh, before Christmas Park, Eric uh, actually volunteered at our indoor park at the Old Campbell Soup. Oh, yeah, no way. Yeah, he yeah. was, uh, I think he was living at the time at Circle Square Ranch. Yes, yeah. And uh, he'd come out on one of the skate nights to help build ramps for us. Yeah, yeah, Eric's a really good ramp builder. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so he'd come out and yeah, it was awesome having him. He built built some good stuff for us there. Yeah, man. So he's the reason that like I skate. But like before mm. I started skating, I uh, well skated for a little bit and then got into BMX because everything was BMX and Winkler at the time. Right. Yeah. And so skated for a year, and then I was like, Nah, BMX is way cooler. And so <laughs> then I was like, All about BMX uh, till I was like seventeen, I think. And mm. then I like, and then I started skating again. Started picking it up. Uh, started by like just cruising on a longboard and, mm. uh, or like a, like a, one of those land yachts, what do they call the tugboat? Like the little, like yeah. cruise yeah. board things. It's just the tail. Yeah. yeah. And so I started doing that and I was like, man, skating is actually fun. And like, I feel like me and my friends, we all would like watch skate videos to like get stoked on biking. Like we'd obviously mm. watch bike videos, but we'd watch skate mm. videos too. And everyone would be like, man, like if I could skate like I would like this, like I would, I would quit biking. Cause like skating just mm. looks so cool. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, then just started skating when I was like 17 and started getting into it. Um, yeah. And just never looked back from there. Nice. So, yeah. so I also have BMX background. Oh, I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, in fact, I used to, I think the first time I met Eric was, at the skate park in Lethbridge. And I was okay. there with yeah. a bunch of bike dudes from uh, Steinbach. Okay, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, like, all my teenage years was BMX, and then uh, I started skating in, in the, my late 20s. That's my excuse for sucking, <laughs> because I uh, started so late. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I was big, big into BMX, even yeah, at cool. the... Yeah, in fact, um, we um, used to have a little bit of trouble here um, with the local skate scene because I I was known as a BMX guy, so I wasn't yeah. core. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that used to be, like, way more prominent, hey? Like, yeah. you were, like, you were a biker, you were a skater. Like, people didn't really, like, jive so much. I feel like the yeah. scene is more, like, people just get stoked on each other. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so. Schonsenfeld. Johnsonville. Was there a place to skate there? 
No, we had like <laughs> this, uh, there was like this like uh, mani pad kind of thing at my school. Like there's like the one school that everyone went to mm. in Schonsenfeld. And uh, I think there's like 800 kids or something like that. I don't know. It's like just a country little spot. So there's like mm. a sidewalk and then there was like a fire exit and like a tiny little curb that like, like tapered off or whatever. So yeah. it's like a, it was maybe like a 10 foot by 10 foot with like a, three foot like run away from the like ollie down spot or whatever mm -hmm. like carve down the sidewalk and like pop up and so yeah. i was like that was it that was the only <laughs> the only thing that we had or whatever yeah and so yeah but we like so winkler is like two miles away so you'd like put your skateboard on your bike mm -hmm. bike down the gravel road and then mm. you'd get to winkler and you'd like find your so it was like it was pretty hard to skate because you'd like go to a spot and like there was like a spot but most of them were like really worn out asphalt or whatever and so it was like so crusty like you'd like sprint and throw your board down and then you lose all your speed right away and whatever yeah so, yeah yeah so it was like it was especially difficult. that duke board eh yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that thing retired so quickly so like yeah i like skated that thing for like the winter in my basement when i was 12 uh when we had like an unfinished basement and then like i stopped skating and i, I don't i don't even know where it went like it oh, deteriorated yeah. into thin yeah. air or something <laughs> and then uh yeah, and then my first skateboard was, uh, I bought it off of, I don't even know who it was. I think it was stolen, actually. But uh, I bought this, like, Plan B Ryan Sheckler board. It was, like, this, like, dip look, swirl colors. It was, like, blue. I had, like, black and orange trucks and, like, orange wheels. And, like, mm. it was, like, I felt like back then, like, it was, like, your board, like, matching was, like, cool. Maybe it's a little kid thing. Like, maybe yeah but i was like oh this is sick like there's mm. orange on the board the wheels are orange there's like orange in the truck so I, <laughs> so I was like stoked but yeah um and it was like 775 or an 8 or something like that and uh yeah and then i think when i when i like st started skating again more seriously when i was like 17 then we had like a little skate shop open up called like work skate and lifestyle oh okay it's like a super long name but yeah. uh you know not my pick um, but it's all good. Yeah. Um, it was like, it's the lifestyle working, skating, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that my first like, like proper board that I was like, I'm going to the store, I'm buying this was like a, was like a primitive, like gold leaf, like oh, yeah. gold board and yep. like, and like some thunder trucks and spitfire wheels. And like, I've like switched setups so many times. Um, and, but that's like what I ride for sure. Oh, okay. Like, well, for sure the like thunders and the spitfires, but yeah, the Dex is pretty like whatever. Mm -hmm. Forth, but yeah. So, when Christmas Park, uh, did you start going there as a biker? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris, yeah. well, Christmas Park was actually the warehouse. It was like a tarp shelter. Yep. Thing, and yep. so like Eric was always changing the setups, but it was all that like that like masonite, like that wood, that soft yep. wood, and it was all just grass and then like plastic pal pellets pallets pallets yeah it was mm -hmm. plastic pallets and he just had it like screwed onto that and so right. the floor was like super soft and then you'd have these like wood ramps and stuff like that and it was all connected they were like sweet like mm -hmm. i don't know if you, there's a there's not a lot of like content on the internet of yeah yeah it was tons of fun like that was like i think when the like bike scene was like pretty big guys would go and skate it and there was like this like five and a half foot spine and then this like nine foot quarter and a six foot quarter and like dudes would like drop in and like boost on it but mm. like you could just like you could just drop in on the nine hit the spine and then like you just get up the six foot on the other side oh like yeah it was just so slow like so guys didn't really like guys didn't really skated too much but yeah yeah 
So what uh, year are we talking for this? Because this is the old Christmas park, right? Yeah, this is, yeah. So this was like probably 2011 to 2014, I think. That was hmm. like, yeah, or 2010 maybe. It might have been hmm. earlier than when I started going. But uh, yeah, so that was like, that was like all BMX scene. And then, um, and then when I graduated, uh, I went and did Calling All Skaters which is okay. like a YWAM program, Youth of the Mission program. Um, so I did a six-month thing in Barcelona, which was, like, super rad. And I felt like that really, like, that really, like, opened my eyes to, like, skating. Like, I didn't mm. grow up skating, so, like, so many people my age, like, the the skate videos that they talk about, like, being inspired by and stuff like that, I feel like I just, like, I'm, like, like, I just oh, okay. it. Like, yeah. And so, like, because for me, like, when I started skating, like, more seriously and, like, like, meeting skaters and, like, seeing, like, oh, like, this culture is, like, for real. Like, this mm-hmm. is awesome. You know, yeah. like, this is so, so sweet. Um, that's when, like, We Are Blood came out. And oh, okay. so that was, like, the big Ty Evans film, I think. Yeah. 2014, yeah. 2013. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm not sure. But, yeah, so that's, like, when I started, like, paying attention to, like, skating beyond, like, I'm just going to the skate park for myself. You're right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, when you did uh, Calling All Skaters, that was around the time that we met? Yeah, I think so. Around the time, and yeah. um, you were at that time like skating, but also biking, and you weren't really like yeah. sold out to it. Yeah, and not, like, not in a bad way, but like, yeah. but hmm. when you came back from calling all skaters, then Brad skated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That's, yeah, yeah, that was kind of the like the like switch over moment because like, hmm. um, oh man, like when I went out to Barcelona, I was like, oh man, I would love to bring my bike because like, well, it's like it has great BMX spots too. Like, yeah. In like for. So everyone knows, like, all the spots in Barcelona. And so, like, I went out there, and I was, like, but I was, like, talking with the guys, and they were, like, no, like, it doesn't really make sense. You won't really, like, jive with the crew. Like, mm-hmm. if you're just, like, doing, like, there's a skate thing. Like, we want, yeah. we want to skate. And so I was, like, okay, I'll bring my skateboard. It's all good. And just my skateboard. Um, and then I went out there, and I think it was, like, the second week. And I, like, ran. Like, I was just, like, going to, the like, the convenience store or something. And I ran into, like, three, like, BMX pros that were just, like, chilling at a spot. Like, yeah. just, like. They were just, like, down the block from where I was chilling. And I was just, like, oh, man. Like, I yeah. went up and talked to these guys. Yeah. Got a photo with them. And I was, like, I was just, like, so crushed. I was, like, oh, man. And they were, like, yo, you're just, like, where's your bike? Like, go get it. Like, we'll go, like, ride street together. Like, yeah. we'll just hang out. And I was just, like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, <laughs> never met a pro biker in my life. And then, like, I don't have my bike. Yeah. And I'm in Barcelona. And they were, like, yo, you should come hang out with us. And I was, like, I just have my skateboard. And they were, like, oh, okay, so. Cool. See you later, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, 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 I guess I'll see you mm-hmm. ever. But, but no, it's all good. It was, yeah, it was tons of fun. It was like a big, like, big switchover moment for me. Um, and like, and so like leaving BMX, um, part of it for me was like a, it was like a faith journey thing. So like mm. I grew up, I grew up in a, in a Christian household. I grew up going to church and stuff to like a, a pretty like uh, conservative uh, Mennonite church and stuff and so like it was just like you know you got to wear the dress shoes you got to like have the tie and, mm. and the button up and stuff like that and like it was all super proper got to like have your hair done and and so um that was just like my my like upbringing going into high school I was like I don't know if this is real I don't know if I believe in this you know like I just like whatever I like grew up being taught it but I'm just like I don't know like the the things that I was seeing the way that people live and stuff like that a lot of it I was just like I don't really like I don't really like agree with all of it. And so mm. like, I don't know if like this is for me or whatever. Um, but I remember going to like this, uh, this like youth retreat and, 
and there was like there was this one speaker and I don't even remember who it was. I don't even remember what the message was about. But uh, I remember just feeling this feeling of like, you know, like I, I've never really like given like like Christianity a shot for myself. And so like mm-hmm. I'm gonna like I'm gonna like put myself out there. I'm gonna like try and see if like I'm like God, if you're real, like if you're like if you're actually gonna talk to me, if you're actually gonna have a relationship with me, then like I'm down. Like obviously, like if mm-hmm. there's a God mm-hmm. who's all knowing who loves yeah. us and He's real, I'm like I'm yeah. pretty for that. That sounds sick. Yeah. Um. But I was like, yeah, like so, like I was like, God, oh, if you're real, like I want to hear from you, you know. And I was like, I want to follow you, but like I want you to like prove that you're real. Like I don't want it to just be this like book and like church, you know. Yeah. And um, and like the that was like the very first time that I felt this like very certain, like, like voice, and it's not like there's an audible voice, but it's like a speaking to your heart kind of thing. Anyways, it was like a speaking to the heart kind of thing. And I felt like I was like, Hey, give up BMX. And this was when like BMX was like everything for me. It was like mm. my identity. Um, and that was probably grade 10, end of grade 10 or something like that. Middle of grade 10. Um, and, uh, it just like rocked me. I was just like, Oh man, like it felt mm. like, it felt like the idea of giving up BMX. I was just like the, like, my future is like blank. There's nothing. It's just emptiness. You yeah. Know? Like with, yeah. with like, like who are my friends? Like it's yeah, exactly. so social. Yeah. And so I was like, who are my friends? Like, where do I fit in? Like, what do I do? How do I have fun? Mm. Like, I don't understand any of that, but I was like, I was like, okay, hey, if this is real, this is the first time I feel like I've heard God speak to me something that like wasn't something I wanted to do or wanted to be, you know, mm. and I wasn't thinking subconsciously like, man, you know, maybe I'm over BMX. Like maybe I'm done. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like, I like was like, okay, like I'll go for it. And so like, I remember going home and I remember like taking apart my BMX and just like giving my parts to like the homies. And I was just like, yeah, hmm. you guys can have it. And they're like, dude, you're like done. You're like, for real, like you're, you're quitting. And I was just like, well, oh. like, I was like, I've like, I was like, I'm gonna see what's here. Like, I'm gonna see if it's real for real. And, hmm. uh, and so that was like the beginning of like, of like my faith journey. And there's like a bunch of like really, really cool, cool things that happened. Um, that like ended up leading me to like working at the edge skate park and stuff mm. like that. Um, and like going to YWAM and different things like that. But, uh, so was this before YWAM? Yeah. So this was when I was like, this was like 16, I think. Yeah. And I like mm. quit BMX and I like quit for like a year and a bit, I think. Um, and like, and I was just like, Hey, I'm just going to like open the Bible, new Testament, Jesus. I'm going to see what like, is about, you know, hmm. and started reading it and like finding out like some really like rad stuff. And I was like, Oh man, like he doesn't just want to like have you like go to church. It's like, it's not religion. It's relationship. Like he's like, I'm invested in like in your life. It's not about like this big corporate like church thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and that like changed everything for me. Hmm. And so, and it was like really cool to see. And like, there was like, there was like moments where I was like seeing how like Jesus was like healing people, you know? And I was just like, Oh man, like maybe like this is for real. And I felt like I was like, yeah, like this is for real or whatever, you know? And I'd like, uh, be at the skate park sometimes just like kind of kicking it or whatever. And like, there's this one time when this dude like absolutely smoked his knee and, uh, like he kind of knew that I was like the guy who like quit biking for like, you know, God stuff or whatever. Hmm. And, uh, he like smoked his knee and he was like, Brad, like, would you like, would you pray for me or whatever? And I was just like, for sure. Like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but like, I'm down. Like, yeah. And so I prayed for him and I was just like, how, like, how's it feel? And he's like, dude, this is so weird. He's like, my knee has no pain like at all. Wow. Like it's, it's better. And I'm like, yeah. Whoa, cool. Like, yeah. this is awesome. Like, this is for <laughs> real. Like it's. And so for me, that's like, was some of the stuff. And there's like a bunch of stories like that, that like, um, that like solidified it where I was just like, okay, it's not a book. It's not like these just words on a 
mm-hmm. on a page, you know, like there's like yeah. something here. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so that was my like kind of stepping away from BMX. Um, but I like was always like, oh man, God, like, like BMX was so fun. Like it was mm. such a good time. Yeah. Um, and when I was in grade 12, um, this is like my last semester of grade 12. Um, I like, I had like very few classes and, uh, I'd like skipped out on the one class cause I was like going to work for my dad or something like that. And I got a call from the school and they were like, Hey, like someone dropped off this anonymous gift, uh, for you. And so like, do you want to come and like grab it? And I was just like, for sure you're just trying to get me to the office. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not a, like, <laughs> like I'm not falling for that. Your like detention. Yeah. Bait and switch. <laughs> yeah. 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 The anonymous gift is a detention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, like I was like always late to my one class. So I think I had like 50 something like lates or absences that she marked me for. And so I was like, I was like, Oh no, I'm just in trouble. So I came mm-hmm. in the next day and I walk into the office and I was like, Hey, like, they called and said someone like left something for me and they were like, Oh yeah, this is it. And there was a brand new, like fit complete pro BMX, just like chilling on the wall. Like, just Oh really? It's the wall. It was, yeah. It was like this, like this is deadly bike. And I was just yeah. like, what? Like who brought it here? And they're like, we don't know. Like it was just random. They just said it was for you. And so I was like, what? Like mm. I haven't, I haven't like biked in a year. And so like, yeah. I was like, I, I don't know what to do about this. Like I felt like like it's kind of weird to bring it to school too yeah eh? like so like why (laughs) like why would you just like drop it off at school but anyways like i was like okay cool so i was like oh maybe like maybe this is uh maybe this is god saying like you know like go back to biking or whatever and i was like okay you passed the test yeah yeah Yeah. something like that you know (laughs) and so i was like okay cool like so i started biking again and it just didn't give me the same like just wasn't the same you know and Mm. so i was just like oh man like this is like it's fun but it's not the same and and I don't know. The lesson that I take away from it is just that like, it's just like, um, like it's like whatever your God is, is like whatever you like, you like lean on the most heavily or whatever, Mm. you know? And so I was like, BMX was just in a place that I was just like, I was just doing whatever bikers were doing. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, we're partying, we're partying. And then like, Oh, we're smoking, Mm. we're smoking. Like, it was just Mm. like, I was like, like BMX dictated my life. And so Mm. I think there's like, there's so many positives in skateboarding and the skate scene and, and biking and stuff like that. But it's when like, it's when like that activity just starts to dictate who you are and you're, it's like, right. It shapes you, not you shaping it, you know, yeah. which is like people make skateboarding. Skateboarding's not supposed to like make people, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. but yeah, so got back into skating, ended up uh, going to YWAM and just being like, Oh yeah, skating's like so sick. And when I was leaving, I was like thinking about what I wanted to do and um, I just felt like, I was like, man, I want to start like a, I want to start like a skate club or whatever. Hmm. And it turns out they're like a dime a dozen, like skate clubs are everywhere or whatever. But I had yeah. this like revolutionary idea that I was like, I'm going to like have food and we're going to like hang out and we're going to like talk about life and just like be real and like create some sort of like sense of community, you know? Yeah. Um, and this was right as, uh, as I was coming back, I like, uh, linked up with Eric Duick and he was he was hoping to uh, take like the warehouse and turn it into Christmas park. Basically he just wanted to bring yeah. it like into a proper indoor rental space. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, like I was like, yeah, I want to do this like thing. I want to like hang out with homies and like have a night and like, mm. and just like, uh, like really like progress the scene and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, like progress it as in like grow it or like, like make a place that like right. people can like yeah. hang out. Yeah. Cause in winter it was like, we would have a heater going inside the warehouse and sometimes we'd get one of those like really big, like tent heaters, get hot, like a hauled in on a trailer or whatever. Yeah. And we'd have it like, cause then it would be like, it'd be like a Saturday 
we'd get that hauled in. People would all like chip in like 10 or 20 bucks or whatever. And then we'd just have that thing like just blasting warm or whatever. <laughs> wow. But then like the snow on top would like cause all this like, um, what's it called? Not residue, but condensation yeah condensation yeah it's like i don't my brain's broken right now yeah um but yeah so then it would be and it would be It'd start raining and so then yeah. the whole park was like so slippery yeah. so wet <laughs> so you could really only skate it in summer but then in summer or ride it in summer but then in summer it was like you wanted to be outside anyways you know right in a tent, yeah so and it was so sweaty in there in summer so that was no, still when it was under the canvas yeah oh okay yeah. yeah and so yeah that was like 2015 and then we brought uh we brought all the ramps over in the middle of winter and we started off with like a quarter of the building there was one that had like there was like walls kind of quartering off the space and so there was a heated space and an unheated space and the only reason we got it for cheap was because we had this agreement that like we were gonna we were gonna sheet the whole like the whole place and we were gonna install the lights and we were gonna yeah. like uh, put the ceiling on and get the insulation and stuff like that and so like we were gonna make this whole place a heated space right and so like most of the ramps in the beginning were just like chilling in the cold and we had this little like quarter section this one little run and it was just like a quarter quarter and then like an a-frame oh a yeah ledge on the wall yeah and then uh yeah we like over the like first winter we like made that place like up and running just got mm -hmm. it going and then we just like kept running it um for a good couple of years uh until i don't even remember what happened um, but, but it was sick. We like put a phone pit in there and everything. Yeah. We like got in contact yeah, yeah. with, uh, we got in contact with sky zone and, uh, the, the building, the guy who owned the building was like really rad. Actually. He was like, he's like, Hey, if you're renting out the space, um, and like, you don't have any like costs or any value or whatever, and you can't afford like, cause like skate park insurance is crazy. Like, that's, right. like that's why yeah. skate parks don't really exist Yeah, or indoor parks anyways. Right. Um, and so we like met with a, like some advisor or consultant and she was like, I will, I will advise you to get insurance. She's like, I can't mm -hmm. say anything else other than you should yeah. get insurance. Like yeah. that's the only option. And, uh, the guy who like owned the, the property, he was in that meeting and he was like, I don't care. He was like, just, <laughs> just send it. Maybe I shouldn't say that on, on the podcast, but he was like, he was like, no, no. He's like, everything has a risk. He was like, if they're going to sue you for your ramps, like it, like a lawsuit costs more than it's going to cost to like build the skate park. So he was like, there's nothing there. Like, yeah. And yeah. so they can't sue me cause it's just a rental property. Like it's not mm. my business technically. And yeah. so then maybe that's not a hundred percent legit, but, uh, yeah, he was rad. So we got it like up and running and, uh, it was tons of fun, like hanging out in the winter and, uh, yeah, sky zone just sent us all their like bad foam. Wow. And so like every, Every like month or maybe it was every two months, we would like empty out all of the foam, sometimes more regularly because guys would like do backflips or something in there and they'd like lose their phone. Oh, yeah. And then it was just <laughs> like, hey, well, we're taking all the foam out. And uh, but, but yeah, we take out all the foam and uh, we'd see like little like mice droppings or like baby mice or something like that. So we'd like clean, oh, up, nasty. clean up the foam. Yeah, the foam pit was like pretty crusty. Like it was the it was the foam that like. The health and safety guy at Sky Zone was like, "This foam's no good. Like, right. it's got to go." Yeah. And we were like, "This is the foam that, that we're, we're going to use. use. Yeah. yeah, like the stuff that's just." It, it did the job, but it was dirty foam. Like, oh yeah, we would do switch back threes into it, and then you're like smelling sweaty. <laughs> you like, but you're getting foam crust, like orange flakes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they got so they got so worn out yeah. that like when you'd land on them, they would like flake off on you. Right. And so like we would just like. 
it was a pretty regular by the end like thing to say like when people were like skate the foam pit or like ride bike in the foam pit we'd be like just shower when you get home like make sure you shower like you're gonna get a rash or something the interesting thing about the foam pit is back when we were running the indoor park at campbell soup and uh eric was uh, a volunteer there yeah our dream was to have a foam pit too yeah except that i think that was yeah it definitely was before the days of sky zone and that and right. so our idea of preparing for uh for a foam pit was collecting old uh cushions from couches and stuff yeah, we like sick. <laughs> we we had uh underneath uh underneath the mini uh, one end of the mini we were like it was just storage for all these cushions we never did get enough to actually put the foam pit together, but, but that was the plan was eventually we were going to have one. Yeah. Yeah. So like considering that that foam that you were using is probably meant for that and our, and our cushions, not so much, I imagine it would have been even dirtier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's not like, it doesn't really stop you. Like the way those, those foam cushions are made like you land upside down and if you have enough cushions like you're going to be like relatively okay but like right. couch cushions yeah that's not the case yeah not totally the case so <laughs> it's stops you from breaking a bone on impact right but like, yeah yeah it seemed like a case with the foam pit like for biking way cooler than skating but it's like one of those novelty things that you could totally not have it yeah because you only use it at like the last two minutes of a session yeah you're right yeah i think you have to have the ramp for it right we had like we had like our five foots with like this like uh it wasn't a vert wall but like just like the wall the riding wall or whatever so it was like at an angle and uh you would have to like skate up it as like high as you could and then like try and push and then you had this four foot but then we also had like must have been like two feet of deck before the before the foam pit oh okay and so you like you like had to clear it right otherwise like because sometimes guys would like go so slow go so slow that they would like case especially on scooters like little kids would like try and like just like toss something and they would like they would like smoke the like the edge of the of the quarters deck and then they would like fly forward and just like get so tossed yeah and uh (laughs) yeah it it was was like a five foot launch ramp into the foam pit yeah like okay you're hauling yeah it was yeah it was properly just like a quarter pipe that they that we just like cut down like it wasn't it wasn't made to like boost you in but we also only had like i think we only had like as much as like a queen size mattress was the base and then we didn't have enough space so we built the walls up at a at a 45 and so there, oh. there was actually like there's a small square in the center that had like the depth yeah but if you got tossed out to the end you're gonna hit like two yeah. feet of yeah, foam yeah. and so you'd like <laughs> you'd like smoke the wall kind of yeah. when you'd land you'd be like oh that was that was tough like that yeah. was not a good so yeah it was pretty makeshift but like i don't know man like those are some of the best things in life, right? Like when yeah. you just kind of like, it's just like, it's a passion project and like, yeah, you don't exactly. have all the stuff to like make it proper, but you make it as proper as you can. And, yeah. and it's like, it's just super fun. So yeah. So that was good. Um, that was 2015 on till, I don't even know, maybe 2016 on 2016 to 2019, I think maybe no 2018, maybe it was only two years. I don't know. It, it did uh, shut down 2019, 2019. Yeah, because we were still. Uh, yeah, it ran one winter after I left. I think yeah. after I went to. Where it was like closed, but you had to have a key to get in, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, uh, yeah, I remember that. Sneak in every so often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was closed. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Christmas Park. 
Yeah, it's too bad. I know um, while it was open, I'd had a number of conversations with Eric just trying to figure out how to make it sustainable. Yeah. Uh, like, you got to give Eric credit. He pumped a lot into that. He Dude, he yeah. sacrificed a lot to, to yeah. make that place. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's just too bad that he never was able to figure out a way to make it sustainable. Yeah. Well, like... Yeah, you like it has to be subsidized somehow. Like yeah. you have to like because uh, even the guy who was uh, like who owned the property, he would like ev- eventually he had it set up to where he would give us no like he just didn't charge us for like the summer months. Right. And then when there yeah. was snow on the ground, then he charged us again. Yeah. And like that helped to some degree too. But the first while when like rent was just steady all through the year, and we just had like n- like nobody was coming in. It was yeah. just like. Yeah, it just stacks up way too hard. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's before you even are, like, putting money aside to, like, rebuild ramps or, like, yeah. pay staff or have insurance, you know, yeah. in case someone gets hurt. Yeah. Different things like that. Like, we were just, like, paid the heat, paid the rent, could resheat some ramps sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, what a place for Winkler, right? Like Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, it was tons of fun. A lot of yeah. kids grew up, like, with that being a solid memory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That like Eric supported the scene, man, for yeah. like years. Like he carried that that scene on his back for sure. Um, so like, so much respect to him. Like he got me into biking and stuff. And uh, but yeah, and then so, twenty eighteen, I think I like uh, moved over. Well, a couple times, like right when I got back to Winkler, I think uh, one of the guys from the Edge had reached out and been like, "Hey, like we have an open spot at the Edge. Like if mm. you want to come work, we heard you did like the YWAM thing." Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe like the timing wasn't really right or whatever. And then they reached out a year or two later again. And I was like currently working for, I was currently working for this like super rad, uh, dude who like owned a plumbing company. And, uh, he was like, he was a really sweet guy actually. Um, and, uh, he was like, I'll like send you to school. I'll pay for your schooling and stuff like that. And, uh, he's like, I just want you to like get your, get your ticket and like, like I don't like you do good work or you have a good work ethic or whatever. He was just mm. like nice. He liked me. Mm-hmm. And so um so that was kind of my like two life path options. Yeah. And uh make money or be a missionary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so yeah, and the catch to the other job is like like one of them's like, hey, you you can make bank, you know? Yeah. You just have to smell poop all the time. Yeah. Um, and the other one was like, Yeah, like you can skate and hang out with skaters, but uh but yeah, but you have to fundraise your own salary so yeah. you have to like figure that out. And so as I kind of transitioned out of working in Winkler for this, this plumber, um, I started like driving up to the edge, like going to see what edge club was about and stuff like that. Uh, went on some road rages with, uh, Johnny. And then I think I went with the edge guys one time and this was like all while I was kind of like figuring out how to like oh, okay. start working yeah. there and, uh, and start kind of like spreading awareness i guess or like networking with people being yeah. like oh yeah like i'm like gonna start here it's a nonprofit or whatever um but like uh doing like local mission stuff i think already has like this like uh perspective that like some people don't really like like understand which is like fair yeah. enough because you're like oh yeah. it's like missionary work or whatever but yeah they're like but you're you're not like you live here we're not missionary and i'm like yeah fine you know like that's like you can use whatever word you want um but then when you like when you had skateboarding in there and it's yeah. like, oh, it's like skateboarding, you know, like youth work or whatever, then people are like, so do you just like 
like we'll just donate to you so you can like skateboard and i'm like yes no. please well yes but no <laughs> like but yes yeah, yeah. you know and so yeah. uh so I, yeah so that was like a whole that was like a whole other experience um, for sure and so yeah and i think at the beginning i just like didn't take myself very seriously either so i didn't know how to like take myself seriously to hmm. people who are like gonna donate but i like i'm not gonna like front and like pretend to be doing something we're not doing but i right. was like but i'm like yeah like this is like this is what i'm doing i think it's awesome like mm -hmm. skateboarders are awesome and i like want them to know that they're awesome you know and that they yeah. value and so um so yeah that kind of like switched over and i was like i would just rather skateboard than like make money like money doesn't really make me happy anyway so Having enough money to pay my bills makes me happy for sure. You know, yeah. that, that's a different story. But, uh, but yeah, so moved over to Winnipeg. Talk about the, uh, the transition from like your scene in Winkler to, to like connecting more with the Winnipeg scene. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah. So when I was skating in Winkler, uh, when I came back from like YWAM, uh, the like local shop, the work skate shop, bless those dudes. They like hooked it up. They like mm. sponsored me so hard. They gave me like, they gave me like a free board every month. And like, a, oh, I wow. think it was like a hundred dollar shop credit, like every month. Like, and I was like, not very good at skateboarding at all, <laughs> but like there wasn't a lot of dudes and they wanted yeah. to like, they wanted to like put merch on people and they yeah. wanted to like, you know, say like, like, look, we're like supporting the scene. Yeah. And they did, um, you know, to their, uh, end. I think that was the cause of it. Well, mm. no, it's just a small, like, small scene out there. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, so, so in Winkler, I was, like, skating, and I was, like, I'm sponsored by the shop, you yeah. know? Like, I'm, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, getting pretty good at skating. And, yeah. uh, and then I, like, came over to, like, I came over to Winnipeg, and I was just, like, oh, man, I don't know how to skateboard at all. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like and I'd be watching, like, 14-year-old kids, like, skate handrails, and I was just, like, oh, this is, like, a different, like, mm -hmm. this is, like, for real, like, like Green Apple was, uh, who's it owned by? Why am I spacing right now? Like Mike McDermott. Yeah. Like, so there's like, like someone went pro from Winnipeg, you know? Yeah. And like, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like the scene, like the, the scene is so core in Winnipeg. Like yeah. it's like so real. Um, and so that like, that changed like crazy for me. Um, cause skateboarding, I was just like, oh, I'm like just having fun, you know, yeah. like learning tricks and whatever. But like the, the skate world is so small. Um, and then I like started seeing dudes like skate handrails and like, like it was just crazy. And yeah. so that like transition in the beginning, I think was a little bit weird for me. I was like, I don't know if I like, like fit here. It was kind of weird because I didn't like move to Winnipeg and start skating and meeting people. I like moved to Winnipeg and I started working at the skate park. And so like immediately I was like the new edge skate park guy. Um, and so I don't know if that was the perception or if that was just like how I felt mm. I was being perceived. Uh, but I think I was a little bit like, Oh man, like, I don't know if I actually like fit here, you know, like, I don't know mm. if I fit in the scene or if like people are down with me or whatever, but um, I don't know. I just put in time and like started yeah. hanging out with people and like met so many like cool people that I was just like, I was like, man, like I want to skate with you guys. Like, you yeah. guys, like this is awesome. You know? Um, and uh, so that was like, that was like tons of fun. Um, it's did you like, did you find that you uh, started progressing more being with being in the scene where guys are that much better? Yeah, I think that made a huge impact yeah. on like like it just opens up your mind of what you think is possible. Yeah, and I'm a very visual learner, and so like like with BMX, like I had like buddies who were like, "Oh man, like 
if this guy's here, you know, they're like, I can't sesh. Like, it's over for me. Like, I just, like, mm. I can't. Like, it gets into my head, you know. Oh, yeah. And for me, I was like, I just want to ride with, like, the best dudes. Right. Because I'm like, yeah. I'm like, then I can see what they do and I can, like, analyze it and then I can, like, learn or whatever. And so that was kind of, like, the case with, like, with coming to Winnipeg, too. Yeah. You would see these dudes do all these crazy tricks. And I was just like, hey, like, how do you do that? Like, what's whatever? And, like, and people were so nice about just being like, oh, yeah, just, like, try this or do yeah. this or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yes, yeah, I can I can vote for Brad. That's when you started working at the edge. That's when he started cranking and skating up. Yeah, we, wait for him to say that about himself. But uh, yeah. from just seeing it, like yeah. there's being small town good, which you're talking about getting yeah. hooked up, and then you get to like the skating scene, and you're you're maybe even good. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah you need to have your mind expanded with just being around better people than you, and then clearly it works. You just it. You just learn. You just yeah. learn because yeah. that's where the level's at. Like yeah. when you're working at the edge and you got dudes flipping, going crazy. Like yeah. that's where the levels you at. Flip crooks on rails and stuff like that. You're just like, okay, like this is like this is to another level that like yeah. I still don't understand. But yeah, yeah. Which so. is also why it's important why we like don't separate kids from the older dudes, right? So Same. that they can yeah. see. I mean, we were talking about it earlier today, right? About yeah. you know when they see what's possible there it like the lights go on right yeah totally yeah totally yeah well and like i think there's like a lot of factors too of like um it they're like local celebrities to like little kids you know yeah. like the dudes who are like on sponsored on skates or like ride for 33 or whatever like guys yeah. who are like guys who are like really good like they're like oh man like this is like they're like amazing you know but then you have a session together and they're just like chilling and they're just like hanging out and you're yeah. just like, Oh, he's just like a person. Like I can talk to him. I can ask him for like trick tips or whatever. You get to know him and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It's cool, man. Um, yeah. Winnipeg scene, no complaints. So now you've been at the edge for how long? Uh, it'll be three years in February. Yeah. And, uh, so what are some of the highlights of working there? Oh man. Um, Highlights of working at the edge. So many highlights. Um, just getting to know everyone in Winnipeg that I've gotten to know, like being at the skate park. And it's like the edge is the only indoor park, right? So right. it's like the, in like all of Manitoba. Yeah. And so it's like. In winter, it just brings everybody together, yeah, right? Yeah, you just like, yeah. you just see so many like different people. And so that's like a huge, huge thing for me. That was like so fun. Getting to know the guys who work at the edge or worked at the edge um mm -hmm. that's been really cool it's different than any other job i've ever had for sure um but the highlights i would have to say after like meeting meeting so many like new people would definitely be um my number one would be like taking taking kids on road rage like oh, road yeah. rage for sure has to be the peak like it's just such a cool like it's such a cool experience it's like really fun um, bringing these like young dudes along who like have never left Winnipeg or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh man, we're going on a proper skate trip right yeah. now, you know? And so like, and some people are like, some people are like, I'm chilling. I'm like here for the, like, they're like, so on vacation mode. Yeah. And they're like, soon as the, like, soon as the flat prairies starts to like become rolling hills and you can start to see the mountains, you know, like their mm. bones are out and they're yeah. like taking photos and they're like, Oh, like, and they're like, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're just so hyped. So that's like, that's really fun. Um, taking them to different skate spots and just like getting to know the like the like younger generation like the next generation yeah 
of the skate scene. There's nothing that builds relationship like doing a trip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. you're crammed in a van together. Yeah. And you're all sleeping together. People get sick of each other. Yeah. And like it just becomes like real life, like together. I mean, like it's not real life to like be skating like and traveling unless you're like a pro. But like, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you're like. You don't get a break. It's not like, hey, we're just hanging out, you know. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. If somebody's annoying, you're stuck with them. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it, there's no like, there's no like, I'll just tolerate them for the next hour. Yeah. You know? And then like, I'll leave. It's like, dude, like, chill out. You yeah. Know? Like, so yeah. So no, that's uh, um, that's always like super fun for me. Um, is is doing the like doing the road rage. Trip. Yeah. Uh, skate camps are really cool, really rewarding. Uh, they're. They're a bit of a grind, like, doing skate camps. We do skate camps for, like, all of June. Yeah. And you're, like, on your feet, and you're, like, holding kids up from falling. And right. You're just, like, doing that, like, hundreds of times with, like, a bunch of different kids. And so that's, like, pretty exhausting, but it's really cool. Like, um, over the last couple of years, we've had, like, a, definitely an influx of, like, girls coming to, this, uh, to the skate camps and stuff like that. And, like, there was a couple of weeks that we had, um, that we actually had, like, it was, like, all girls and then like well almost all girls and then like two guys so it was like yeah. 10 girls at a skate camp and like two guys or whatever which is like super rare mm -hmm. at least from my experience we actually find that with our skate camps that it attracts more girls as well yeah cool yeah yeah maybe the guys are like i'm too cool i like i don't know one's yeah i don't need skate camp i'll yeah, just go know. skate i'll just go skate yeah, yeah. which is like it works if that works yeah. for you yeah but yeah. uh but yeah definitely like seeing people come in and uh there was this there was this one girl I'll tell the story of this one girl who came in and she was this like pretty quiet girl and she came in because her brother actually wanted to go to skate camp mm. and she like he was a little nervous he was a younger kid and so she came with just to kind of like be there yeah she showed up with her book she was like chilling on a ledge <laughs> laying on her back like she was just reading flipping pages by the first day by the end of the first day and uh and that was like that was I was like okay yeah maybe she's not into it but like with kids like that I always like to be like hey like it like I go up to them and like introduce myself and I'm like hey like, yeah. like when there's free skate because like some of the kids we get such a range right so like right. some of the kids just want to skate the park they're like I get to skate the edge all afternoon yeah they're stoked they don't want to talk to me they don't want me to like teach them how to like do a new trick they just want to yeah. do the thing uh, other kids are like new to skateboarding. They're like, I don't know. Like, I'll just sit here, I guess. Like, cause I, I can't do any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, if there's anything you want to learn, come talk to me. Let's do it. Like we can do, learn how to drop in, learn how to ollie, learn how to turn, like whatever yeah. you want to do. Like, that's what I'm here for, you know? Um, and you get to see this, like this, like kind of transformation over the week where these kids are like pretty unsure and pretty meek and pretty like oh like i don't know I, I don't really think i could do it you know like i'll mm. just it's fine i'll just wait like they're just like giving all the other kids like goes at trying to drop in they don't really want to and then like they get to this point where they take one one like real slam and after they've taken one real slam and they've cried and you know then they've been like okay that sucked but i still want to do this like yeah and then it's like and then I think it's like the fear is gone because they they're, they're like, well like that was it that was yeah. the, that was the worst case scenario and then yeah. and then they believe in themselves and then you like, you start to see this like demeanor change where they're not so like meek and they're not so like worried, 
and they're like, no, like I got it. I, I can do this, you know? And then they start mm-hmm. like, they go from being like, I can't do this to like, I can do this, you know, like yeah. I got this, like, yeah. I, like this try, you know? And I'm like, oh, you're such a skateboarder now. Like you like, <laughs> you're like, oh, this try. And you say that for the next like 50 tries or whatever. Yeah. So, um, skate camps as tiring as they are. It's like, that's also one of my like favorite things is yeah. just like seeing these kids like figure out skateboarding and like yeah. figure out how to believe in themselves and like know that they like, they can do something that they couldn't do before, you know, right. and they can like take a slam and stuff like that. And I think like with other stuff, like with sports, um, I mean, sports are great. Um, but I think with sports, like, um, there's so much like competitiveness or whatever. Like we have a basketball net in the edge and I like, I notice very quickly, like little kids will like, like it's all good vibes when they're skating. As soon as they play like a three V three game, now like people are beaking other people. It's like, oh, you suck! Like you missed that yeah. one shot. And I'm just like, hey, like where, like where'd the positivity go? You know? Yeah. But like they like they get stoked on themselves and get stoked on each other, and then like and then they're just like encouraging each other, and they're like hyping each other up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's just like it's really cool to see these like kids who like don't know each other that they're like, you're like my skate buddy now. Like we're gonna yeah. go to grom sessions together and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just get into it. And I like I love skateboarding, so like I love seeing people fall in love with skateboarding. So for sure, it's really yeah. yeah, it's a really cool, really privileged like place mm-hmm. to be for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely peak, peak moments. What else is going on in my life? Oh, I got a bunch of other stuff, but this is not really skate related. So I just bought a pottery wheel. You bought a pottery wheel? Yeah, over the holidays because I'm getting older, and so well, I mean, you're probably gonna laugh, but like I like. I don't know, I'm 26 and I feel, I feel older. Like yeah. I don't feel like I can just like skate all the time. Right. Um, and so like when you're like so stoked on like skating all the time, when you can't go skate all the time, then you're just like, oh man, like I wish I could hate being in pain, but I like, you go out to skate and then your body's in pain and then you're like fighting this loop. It was crazy. <laughs> I went over to Brad's house and uh, yeah, he's got what's that movie with, uh, you would know. Ghost? Yeah, it's Ghost. <laughs> Got this. You guys did that? Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, who, who's the actors? And... Uh, Patrick, Swayze Patrick Swayze and yeah. Demi Moore. Yeah, I was Demi Moore. He's Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. Nice. The stuff. Yeah, no, so. Is there oh. pictures or video f- of this? I deleted I it. Oh. Of the, of the ghosting. Yeah. 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 No, no, I don't think we have any, have any content of it. No, but he's uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, word. Thank you. Yeah, pots and jars. And yeah, like made some mugs. Mugs. Made a vase. Yeah. So you were saying how like yeah you're looking for something outside of skateboarding. Yeah. Like, so my first question is why like I imagine there's a lot of things that could have been thought of like and I think of like a lot of skaters. Their idea is like, I don't know, printing t-shirts or, or stuff like that. Yeah. So Potter, the pottery wheel thing kind of comes out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Okay. um, That's fair. Yeah. Um, So growing up, my mom was, uh, she was like super artistic. Mm -hmm. And so she was always drawing like, uh, she would always draw like, uh, like portraits of like girls in dresses or different things and she would make these like coloring books for kids okay and uh and then kids would like fill in the colors and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so so we would always do art stuff with her um so art was always like my favorite thing growing up in high mm. school or growing up in school and into high school art class was like that was my favorite i never did pottery though because i just didn't have the patience for it um but 
But uh, yeah, that's funny that you said screen printing because I did screen printing for a little bit after I graduated. Me and oh, my okay. dad like split this like old screen print setup, and I printed shirts for a little bit, and then I was like tired of huffing fumes, so I was yeah, like, I'm gonna yeah. do something else. It's, <laughs> it's too wild. Like like so much respect to like scam skate dudes who like yeah. they those guys go hard, man. Like they do. It's yeah. like screen printing is not a joke. Like it's not mellow no. at all. Like it, it's hard work. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, getting older and like i was just like dude i gotta find something else to do and like so drawing and stuff like that is always like fun but i was like it's uh it's like it's all like i don't know like there's no like there's nothing that you like hold in the end Mm. you know you like made a picture and it's like a piece of paper or whatever but i'm like it's just like i'm like i want something like real you know interesting to like like, work with or whatever and to like Mm maneuver and so like the physical molding yeah that's what you're talking mm. about. yeah like there's something yeah. in the like third dimension like i don't want to like like yeah i don't know i did a lot of one-line drawings that was like kind of my thing um for like passing time or different things like that or like a second hobby so i was trying to do like more like art stuff and i yeah doing like one-line drawings or whatever it's where you just like put the pen down and you don't get right. it up till it's finished yeah um and that was like tons of fun but I was just like, ah, like I was just feeling kind of over it. Wanted to do something else. Is that when you did the graphic coming out for me? Yes, sir. When you got over it? Yeah, as soon as I was over it. I was just <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Here you go. Here's this thing. No, no, no. No, one lines are pretty fun, but they're like pretty hard. And like you, uh, you got to like, it's hard to like envision something new. Like so yeah. I always do these like one line roses, these little like doodles of flowers or whatever when yeah. I'm just like kind of chilling or whatever. But it's hard to, like, come up with a new idea of something because you, like, you have one pass to create, you know, the depth of, like, a face or something right. like that. And so, um, and so if you mess it up, it's, like, on your finished product, if you're using, like, whatever, like, proper, like, uh, watercolor paper or whatever, like, if you, like, if the line is, like, a little bit off, now the shape, the whole shape of everything, like, the, your perception of it through the, like, minimalist, like, line yeah. is, like, it's gone. So, um, so it's just really hard. But pottery is, like... I was looking to do something that was like that was like fun and challenging and like had this like learning curve and it was something that I like hadn't done before. Okay. And um and I just like was watching I watched this one YouTuber. He's like it, it started actually because I watched this one YouTuber. I think it's Florian Gadsby or something. And uh, I probably butchered his name, but uh he uh he's this like he's this uh potter from the uk and uh bless him but he has the most like boring like monotone way of like talking over his videos so i would watch his videos because like pottery satisfying to watch Mm. it was so monotone i watch his videos to fall asleep and (laughs) so but like jokes on me because now i bought a pottery wheel yeah you know um but yeah i just like started like watching it and i was like man it's like fascinating because it's like in a sense it's like a one line like you grab your clay and you pull and like as you pull you're like creating the shape of your like jar or right whatever, yeah know? yeah um but it's like you have to be like certain you have to be like steady it has to be consistent if you stop you know in one spot you'll create like a thin spot and then like ruin everything yeah. or whatever and it's like it's so like um to me it's like almost meditative if that's like the right word or whatever but uh hmm. yeah because you like you know, you get on the, the wheel, you throw the clay and like to center it, you have to like really fight it. You have to like, you like, I'm willing this into yeah. like position, you know? Yeah. Um, but then when you're working with it, clay is so like soft that you're like, 
you're you're trying to do things you're trying to like make it move and you're trying to do everything but you have to do it like so certain and so it's like really fun when you like don't know what you're doing you're like okay like i think this is gonna like work out like this or whatever you yeah. have something in mind and then um even when it's not perfect and like none of the stuff that i've made has been perfect but it's been like it's like so cool to look at and hold this like everyday object like a coffee mug or whatever and yeah and you're like you're like whoa like this was like this is a clump of dirt like this is like nothing before and like yeah. now it's a cup like so cool um so that's been really satisfying and it's like uh it's like skating for me in the sense that like um when i'm skating like i can't think about anything else because you can't skate well if you're thinking about it. so it's like you have yeah. to like you have to imagine it you have to like believe yeah. that it's going to happen and like you have to like be fully committed to it right otherwise mm -hmm. like you're not going to like land your tricks and i feel like pottery for me is is like that where i'm like i like i have to spend so much of my mental energy like imagining what i'm going to do and how i'm going to do it that like everything else just kind of like melts away mm. and so it's like it's really nice um, i would have actually thought the opposite with pottery is that you could like put on some music i'm sure that once you're good at it like yeah. once it's second nature to you that you can just like you know like make the clay and like pull the thing and you're like like production potters like the scale is that they pull the same like diameter and the same height thing like right dozens of times to make sets of like mugs or cups or plates or whatever so i think once you get to a skill level with it that like it is second nature then like you can just like throw on a podcast yeah. or watch tv or something like that but yeah, for me, like, I don't know, I'm like an all or nothing person. So when I get into something, I'm just mm. like so into it or whatever. Yeah. So I've already been like, I'm gonna start a pottery business. And like, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this full time now, like, this is gonna be my thing or whatever. But I've really tried to like, um, have restraint and like, just let it be like a creative outlet where I'm like, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna like, do whatever, but I'm just gonna like, create and like, let everything kind of like melt away or whatever. Yeah. And so um, yeah, it's been it's been sweet. Um, yeah, it sounds like, like it. It's like a nice, I don't know. Um, over the last couple of years, like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, there's like all the COVID stuff and like life and like, um, it's just been a crazy like couple of years for everybody. Um, so over the holiday season, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to like delete Instagram and I'm on social media a lot, like with my work, because I'm like, I'm seeing like what people are up to and, right. like, and yeah, like, yeah. what they're posting is a huge indicator to how people are doing. And so I'm For like sure. reaching out if people are like posting stuff that like seems like they're maybe not doing well or whatever. But uh, Instagram has a really good way of like reeling you in with like reels yep. and, and like, there's no pun intended, but like, uh, yeah, with all that stuff, like you end mm -hmm. up on social media a ton. And so, and the other day I was like, not the other day, but like in December, I was like looking at my screen time and I was like, oh man, I'm like at I'm averaging like four or five hours of like screen time a day on my mm -hmm. phone. And I'm like, that's for sure not all productive. Like almost, almost <laughs> yeah. none of it is probably right. productive. Um, and so I was like, man, like I, th I think that like this is going to do like a huge number towards like benefiting my mental health to just like take a break to just like turn it off. You know? Right. Get away from it a bit. And so I did that. And while I did that, I like bought this like made in China pottery wheel. It's like this like really... It's kind of crappy. It like knocks and it's loud. So I listen to music when I make stuff. So it's not okay. so annoying. Um, but yeah, it's this like really small pottery wheel. that's like this big or whatever. Mm. It's really impractical, but I built a stand. So it's like sits nice. But yeah, so I just started doing that and, and it's, uh, it's been really cool. So it's been fun. It's been, mm. I mean, it's, it's like served me in a season of like taking a break, stepping away. And so yeah, like, yeah, for sure. On Sounds it. like it. That's awesome. Like that. So yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. Um, so do you have to finish it in the oven or do you have to send it no, to a I kiln wish. or yeah. what? No, I wish I could put it in the oven. That'd be sick. 
Uh, no, so I I go to a spot uh, in the city. What's it called? No, it doesn't matter. Clay oh. oven. Clay <laughs> oven. I go to the clay oven. And, and have some buttered chicken. Yeah, buttered chicken and samosas. <laughs> and clay oven's just down the street from my spot right now. Oh, man, I could spend all my money there. Their butter <laughs> yeah. is so good. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I go to this place. Oh, it's called the Sounding Stone. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they're, like, a pottery, like, and clay wholesale-like place. So they sell, mm. like, a bunch of glazes. They sell wheels, and they, they used to have lessons and stuff like that before, mm. you know, the pandemic. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so I went there, and they, like, fired for you. Oh, yeah. And then so you got to, like, fire it the first time, and then it's, like, I think it's, like, more fragile. So I just fired, like, a set of things for the first time. Then I'm going to go pick up glazes and then I can like paint it on or whatever. And then it becomes like oh, okay. rock solid because those glazes just like. It goes back in yeah. to, for the glaze to harden. Yeah. So oh, the okay. glaze goes on and like glazes are mostly from what I've understood is like different minerals and stuff like that. So that's how you get mm. the different colors or whatever. Oh, okay. And then they kind of soak into the dry clay. And then when that absorbs and everything kind of binds, then you get this mm. like super strong, uh, you know, piece of clay. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm excited to like see what I can make and stuff. Yeah. Like that. But, uh. Yeah, so that's that's what I've been up to lately, as of like yeah. super lately. Um, so yeah, it's been super fun. What are some of the dreams or goals for the future coming up? Yeah, whatever. Cool. Yeah, um, I don't know dreams and goals. Um, I try to hold that stuff pretty loosely, um, but yeah, like I don't know. Currently, I'm like pretty happy in life. Like life is good. Um, me and my wife just moved into this like new two bedroom apartment. So our second bedroom is like our little art studio. She does a lot of painting mm. and stuff. And so she'll be like painting on the weekend and I'll be like making pottery and it's just like yeah. really fun. Uh, yeah. We just bought a cat and so we're just like, it's just us and our cat. So it's yeah. like kind of like chill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, um, life's good. Like working at the edge. I love working with skaters and stuff like that. I don't know how long that's going to like last for, but, um, right. But I'm like, I'm just going to keep, you know, kind of rolling with the punches and stuff like that. Um, I think, I mean, I have a lot of goals and like dreams and, and aspirations and stuff like that. But I think like everything in life that you ever like planned where you're like, I'm going to do this. Like sometimes you get to the same end result that you like hoped, but like it never goes the way that right, you for think sure. it does. And so I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to like, I'm like have plans, but I'm just going to like be open to like yeah. however things go is how they go. If there's an opportunity or a door that gets opened, maybe walk through it. Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. So yeah, definitely going to keep working at the edge for now and uh, just keep living life. I think eventually I would like to do something outside of uh, skateboarding. Oh, okay. So like growing up in like Winkler, super small towns, like smaller perspective because your world is smaller. Right. Right. Um, and like, you know, like growing up in the whole like Christian world, it's just like, oh yeah, people just need Jesus, you know, like people mm -hmm. just need Jesus or whatever. And I'm like, I think that's true. But I think moving to Winnipeg, I just realized like, um, there's like a lot of practical ways that people could, that I could help with things. And something I've like found really, like that I've been really motivated by is uh, there's this ministry um, or this business in LA, in California called Homeboy Industries. And yep. I don't know, you've probably heard of yep. it. Yeah. And so, yeah, they like, they do a lot of really good work with like helping like ex convicts, like get jobs and get back into the, like the workforce and like, just like create a sustainable life that they can be like stoked on, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, for me, I think that's like, like 
I love teaching people like how to like do like skateboard tricks or whatever. Like if mm-hmm. they're like, struggling with something and they're like, Hey, like, how can I like do this? You know, like I love like passing down that like little piece of like knowledge that like fast tracks somebody into like something that they're like going for, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like, I feel like outside of like outside of skateboarding, like in the real world, like, I mean, first of all, I think that skateboarders are some of the most like determined people. Yeah. Um, but like, often it's so targeted to like what they're passionate about, which is like super fair, you know, like you're not going to be determined on something that you don't really like care about. But I'm like, man, like if you can give 200 tries to something just to land it once, you know, like you can do anything. Like you Mm. can literally do anything. Like, because like, I don't know, like people get bombed if they're like, you know, they're like shooting threes or whatever. And they like miss three in a row. They're like, I suck at basketball, you know, walk away from it. But like, then they skateboard and it's just like, and they'll like try something for hours and they're like ah like i got it you know and like they like it's like the vision it's like the like i believe in myself like i want this you know and like there's going to be such a good reward and i'm like man like i want i would love to bring that into like people's like to like their work life where mm. or like just like their life life where it's just like oh man like i got my own place you know i'm like yeah. taking care of myself and it's just like or like i learned how to cook you know like yeah. adulting is hard and like it's hard enough when you have like a family who's like hey we're gonna send groceries back with you you know yeah and we're gonna like do this or we're gonna do that or we're gonna like whatever like when you have all the things that it takes it's still like hard to like be an adult and figure it out um and so if you have like if you have none of the safety nets then it's like seems impossible you know and so i'm like man like i would love to do something like that so i think that's like long-term future goals yeah would be um cool to like work with like possibly skaters or possibly not skaters or just like young adults into like figuring out how to like get a job and like push their life to the level that they want to push it to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like long-term dreams. So I don't know how that's going to happen, but, uh, I definitely, like I currently have plans to go and like check out homeboy industries, like fly down. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Whenever it works and like see if I can like, Kind of volunteer there for a week or two and just mm-hmm. kind of see how the programs run, see what they do, see what works, see what we could apply to Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, so that's like, that's a dream. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. It feels a little like larger than life right now. So I'm just like, I don't know like how it would like, how it would unfold or what it would right. look like. But, uh, but I'd be stoked. So if anyone's listening to this and they want to like fund it, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, just kidding. Yeah. Um, what's something you're super proud of? My pottery. (laughs) (laughs) Um, dude, I don't know. Something that I'm super proud of. That's a great question. Something he's super proud of. Well, maybe my skate part when I put it out, I'm hoping to like put out a part this spring. Oh, nice. So I've got, Yeah. yeah, a bunch of tricks that I'm like super, I don't know if I'm super proud of them, but I'm pretty proud of them. Like yeah, that's that's how big that's me doing a front lip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, yeah, uh, something I'm proud of. Yeah, I don't know. I like I'm proud of my skating. I think I like Good. I'm stoked on it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it has come a long way. I was gonna. I'm trying to find your. Uh, you got a blunt kickflip in here. Yeah, it's on a mini ramp in it's the middle on of the a woods. Mini ramp in the middle of the woods. But uh, what's the secret to blunt kickflips? Any kids watching, what's the secret? Secret to blunt kickflips is um, putting your back foot in the far pocket. Mm. See that right there? Toe? Yeah. You've got that 4K zoom. 
that Hawkeye there. <laughs> uh, for me, anyways, it's it's a toe in the pocket. Like I would always try and do blunt flips, and my board would like shoot out this way, mm. or just like hairball or whatever. And then, because um, you're just like you don't get that pop, right? And so like I'd have my foot like stanced way over here to catch the flick of like the corner of the board. Mm. And then I started tucking my toe in the corner here to kind of like balance that pressure out. And then I'd pop and then I could get that flick and then it like mm. worked. And then nice. it actually like wasn't. And now I like, I don't find that trick. Like, well, it's hard, but it's not like once you have it to where it like starts to flip, then you're like, oh, I just got to jump on it now. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like land balance in the blunt or whatever. You must have a Johnny story there somewhere that you can share. Oh goodness. <laughs> I got so many Johnny stories. Uh, it all starts in Regina. Just kidding. We won't yeah, talk only about share Regina. the stories you uh, share some of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. Keep some. Spill. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, let me see. The first time that I, uh, I don't know if it was the first time I met Johnny, um, but like within some of the first times of meeting Johnny, uh, we went on road rage together. And uh, this was like when we were like both younger. And so this story is like pretty funny to me, but it's pretty crazy. Um, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to be throwing you under the bus here a little bit, but <laughs> that's um, what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I do it to myself all the time. It's yeah. Okay. Else. Um, and uh, so I don't know if Johnny coordinated this at all, actually. So I can't even say this for a fact, but somehow uh, somebody got their hands on a, uh, a little bottle rocket uh, when we were on road rage okay and um and johnny like so this was when i was probably like 19 and johnny was probably what like 21 or 22 23 yeah, maybe something like that. i don't know but it was like um he was like man like when when guys would fall asleep in the van it would be hilarious when like guys would like they'd shoot like a little firework into the like little wheel like the where people would hang their boards like the little step of the side yeah, of the yeah. van or whatever yeah. and uh and like wake them up or whatever and so i think the idea was that they were going to prank the guys who were sleeping prank prank the new guys prank the new guys mm. and so uh so they did but the firework just like launched it like sent to the front of the van it was like <laughs> flying around and yeah. like it was like and then it just like like went into the little like change spot in the front and like exploded like right in our faces and it was like so <laughs> crazy and i was just like i was so shocked like i think that's the only time that like in my life that i've been like like, like, where you experienced shock, like, not like, yeah. I was surprised. like, it was like, I was shocked. I was just like, I was like, I was yelling. I was like, who did this? Like, what is going on? And Johnny had this like big smile on his face and he was like, so like collected. And he was just like, yeah, that was my bad. Like, it was like, maybe I shouldn't have let the guys do that. But like, he, and then he explained it. And I was just like, from the result that like happened, I was like, so surprised because it was like mellow vibes. And so it was like, really like looking back, it was, it's really funny to me. Right. Yeah. In the moment, I was just like, yeah. I was like, you guys are crazy. Like, what if this yeah. would have blown up in Johnny's face? Like, he was driving. Like, it was, but. Because uh, <laughs> like, I was in the know. So the story oh, with okay. that is, uh, yeah, like, I gave the guys the original idea years before. And yeah. then Brad and a couple other guys were new that year. So okay. Like, oh, let's kind of, like, punk them a bit and come out. But the guy that had the fireworks, and we lit, we lit it off in the, uh, like, the, the step up well. So it's yeah. actually, like kind of safe right yeah, yeah. and it's wow. just supposed to like bounce around in the well yeah yeah in theory yeah uh this one didn't yeah. but when the guys <laughs> lit it off like i obviously don't touch my phone when i drive but my phone was over there and uh like they gave me a heads up they're like hey five minutes from now we're gonna do this so oh, okay so i wasn't just gonna swerve off right, right i was right. in the know yeah. so mm. 
we did try to take some safe precautions, <laughs> but Brad wasn't, and the other new guys weren't. Right. And yeah. so when it went off, they yeah they also just, went off. yeah yeah just lost so, it yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll give a redemptive uh, Joni story, and this isn't really a story, but um, sweet. Uh, but um, my favorite. So this will be my favorite quality about Johnny. It's not going to be a favorite uh, story, but my favorite quality about Johnny is that he uh, he's really like he's somebody who's pushed this idea of like um, you just have to like accept your reality or like you don't like like don't give yourself excuses or whatever. Like, right. Um, and I, like he would probably say it in a more like finessed way or like you have like a more of a slogan to it. But um, but yeah, I think that's like actually pushed my skateboarding a lot in the mm. last couple of years. Um, because like we'll go out and we'd like do stuff and we'd go to spots and like we'd go to spots like like I don't know how many times we've gone to spots where we like have no clips at the end. Oh yeah. And like that was like like for people who like actually push the skateboarding, that's probably like pretty normal where they're like, Yeah, you go mm-hmm. and like you don't come out with it. But like Johnny was like, Yeah, like I'm gonna go, like I was skating yesterday, I feel pretty sore, like I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but like the weather's nice and so we're gonna go and like we're gonna like put it out there. Like don't yeah. like like I have excuses, but I'm not like there's no excuses. Like yeah. just go do it, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's been like a huge thing that's like pushed my skateboarding and like it's also just like pushed a lot of my like personal growth mm. to be like like I have excuses, but I know that they're like excuses and so if like if I ask myself like am I capable of like still trying even though like there's an excuse, it's like, Yeah, I am. I I'm capable, I can do this, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so that's been like a that's been like a huge um, personal like motivation or push from like just like hanging out with Johnny over the past couple of years and so yeah that's awesome so it's not not totally a story but I you know yeah kind of threw you under the bus so quality. I figured it, mm. <laughs> yeah. no it's redemptive for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah um she talked to us about that part oh I've been, I've been bugging them to uh put this out sooner than later so oh, okay I uh I hate editing and so, mm. well, sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't, but it like, for me, editing is like, I have to, um, I have to like be feeling it. And like, oh, okay. as of lately, I just have not feeling it. But yeah. I, uh, but I actually did like, I went in and I started making an edit and I think this is why I have, uh, kind of given up. So over the past couple of years, been working with like Ellis Thiessen, yeah, uh, who used to work at the edge and with Johnny and, uh, some other guys to, uh, make a part. Cause I've never made a part. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting younger. And right. so um, I'm like, now's the time, I think. Um, and so, yeah, trying to put together a part. And it's like so much harder than I ever thought. Like, mm. it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I think I have like, at best, I have like two and a half minutes of footage. Yeah. And I'm just like, this took me two years. Like, <laughs> and now like the, the first stuff that I was getting, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to use it yeah. anymore because I'm like, it's not like the same, like. I don't know if caliber is the word. I'm not like blowing people's minds with yeah. tricks, but, but, uh, it's been fun. It's like taught me a lot. Um, it's been, I think I'm going to be super stoked when I put it out, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I hate editing. So if somebody wants to edit all of my footage and make an edit for me, hit me up. I'll, you go ahead, go full speed. But yeah, I made a, I made like a mock edit, like a rough edit and I like found a mm. song and stuff like that. And uh, I forgot to save it on Spotify, and I'm, like, the worst with, like, remembering artists or songs. Oh, okay. And so um, and so I made this rough edit, and I put the song in, and I was, like, stoked. And then um, my, like, iPad crashed, and it, like, dropped, like, all the, like, the whole thing was Oh, gone. no. And I, like, 
I can't remember enough of the lyrics of the song <laughs> to like Google it. And I've tried, I've like tried so many times and I like, I'm Googling the wrong lyrics and like, I'm remembering it wrong or whatever. Yeah. And so I just like, haven't gone back to it, but, um, hopefully going to be dropping it in spring. Um, and I'm pretty stoked on it. Like there's a lot of stuff that like, I like battled really hard for. And I don't like, I don't jump. Like I can't jump. Like I ollie mm. down the five stair at the edge. And like, I'm like, I'm just like, I'm going to try ollieing again. And like my knees just buckle and I like, mm. fully like bottom out. Like, yeah. So it's all mostly like ledge stuff mm. um, and different things like that. But, uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun making it stress myself out a lot, way too much. <laughs> Cause like, like I said, I'm like a pretty all or nothing person. And so mm. then like you have this like vision of what it's going to look like, yeah. you know, like the trick or yeah. For sure. A spot or whatever. And then when it just doesn't, then it's like you go away being like, I landed the trick, but like, do I even care? Like, yeah. it doesn't look like how I wanted or whatever. And so I've had to like, yeah, I think it's interesting because I think there's like, I look back at my like footage and like, I look at it in like chronological, like whatever order of saved in my like phone or whatever. And I can see like certain clips have this, like they have this like tension, this like stress where I was just mm. like, Oh man, like I'm like, working i'm putting in work like yeah. i'm trying to like i'm trying to take myself seriously or something you know yeah and uh and then like over time i have like more clips that i think like they just don't look as serious are they like or maybe a little messier and like i roll away laughing just being yeah. like oh it was kind of ugly but like also like stoked like I yeah got a clip. i like, landed it yeah, yeah like streets hard man like especially mm. in winnipeg like yeah. streets so hard like mm. dude like i don't know how people escape so much winnipeg street it's insane but maybe, uh, maybe the pottery wheels helping with that too. Yeah, taking some stress off. Yeah, yeah, punching clay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. So it's good. Yeah, it's a stress reliever. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Awesome. That's, that's well. Been, yeah. Well, we're looking forward to seeing the part for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm looking forward to putting it out. I just gotta <laughs> get back into the editing. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So. It'll be out there one day soon. Well, thanks so much for coming out. Yeah, man. This is awesome. It was my first time skating. If nobody's been to Portage to skate the spot, come skate the spot. It's really sweet. Yeah. Um, well, cheers. This was fun.